Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. And uh, Wheels, to quote something you just said four seconds ago before we started recording, you said, enough about Trump. Let's talk about the Trump of the NFL, Jerry Jones. So we're here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, back again, as he uh, habitually is on this podcast to talk about the Cowboys, is Jordan Parhar. So, Jordan, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, looking forward to talk about uh, Jerry and the boys. Should be a lot of fun, as always. How do you feel about that moniker for your uh, owner? I, I think that's so accurate. I think like if you were to, you know, I think if you were to compare any owner to Donald Trump, it would have to be Jerry Jones. I think I, I remember. I think Bill Simmons once said that uh, Donald Trump being president would be like Jerry Jones being president, or he was like, "Who would you rather have as president, Trump or Jerry Jones?" And initially, I was like, oh, "I don't know. It's probably about the same." Now, I'd probably lean Jerry, um, but even then, I don't know. Yeah. Jerry's a crazy man himself. Yeah. It's, I it's just like that they like don't play with the like if everyone has to deal with Pepsi then they go with Coke and if everyone has to deal with like Bud Light they go with Coors. I like that he just like does what like the exact opposite of every other team just to annoy them. Yeah, and I do, I do like that. I do like that. Like I'm surprised the Cowboys like I could see you know it'd be a Jerry Jones move like the Cowboys having their own video game and like not, not letting the players be in Madden. <laughs> Remember like Michael Jordan wouldn't be in like old NBA video games. Yeah, yep. That well, was yeah. you know or Shaq Shaq wasn't in the old NBA video games. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm trying to. I, I think uh, Bill Belichick isn't in the the Madden games uh, either. That makes so sense. there's like some. Yeah, there's some people. It's always like they always call the person Ne Coach, and he's like some old man, and he's like I, I don't know. It's just they have to try to replicate him. It's just never the same. Um, but yeah, yeah I could uh, Jordan, see it would be I think like 23, and it would just look like Jordan in the games. Yeah, that that makes sense. Or I mean, you, I don't know. I don't know. You're you're much younger than us, so you won't remember this. But after the strike, like some of the replacement baseball players stuck around so like those guys are not in the union so they're not allowed to be in the video game Rick Reed, Rick, Reed. Oh. Like Rick Reed of the Mets Rick Reed of the Mets would just be like a fake person because he wasn't allowed to be part of the union and like half the team didn't speak a scab. like John yeah. Franco never spoke to Rick Reed once in his life because he's such a strong union guy oh wow okay I did not know yeah there, I think with I think Barry I had a yeah I had a baseball game at one point Barry Bonds couldn't be in it so yeah I guess I mean I don't know it wouldn't be unprecedented if but I the whole team's head was too big to fit in the cartridge, but <laughs> different reason. That's not bad. <laughs> well done. All right, so let's talk about the Cowboys for a second. Um, I mean, this team just—I don't know where the hate, where to, to start hating first. There's so many despicable figures, but I'll, I'll start with the, an unhateable guy, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you look at the top two teams in the NFC last year, and it was it was the two teams whose quarterbacks the most outproduced from sort of expected performance coming into the season. Atlanta, obviously, Matt Ryan had settled in as like the 10th or 11th best quarterback in the league and suddenly was the best. Um, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round draft pick who nobody knew anything about in Tony Romo's absence, who, who then went ahead and put up, you know, uh, quite possibly the greatest rookie quarterback season in NFL history. And by the way, Akiva, we've talked a lot about like how lucky teams are, like the, the Packers to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Colts to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. The Cowboys have a, went from Tony Romo to Dak Prescott, which means they had back-to-back like one in a million, like nobody late round draft pick right. guys who aren't expected. Right. It's one thing to go from Manning to Luck because, like, you don't just don't screw up the first pick. You're right. Yeah. Romo's undrafted and and obviously Dak is fourth round. So that's yeah, a good I mean, point. That's kind of, but that's is that crazy. Luck or is that incredible skill of like uh, of the scouting staff? No, no that's if all they luck. knew what Tony Romo was, they would have drafted him. If yeah. they knew what Jack Pascal was, they would have drafted him. I mean, people, say, people say that about Brady, right? Well, if they knew yeah. Brady was good, why'd they pick him in the sixth round? But well, I mean, really I mean, Robert Kraft says that to his own credit. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? G- Giovanni Carmazzi, who's who's now a goat farmer, was picked three rounds before Brady. The goat. <laughs> that's a true. Know. That's a true fact. That's true. I did not know that. I did he's not a, know he's that. a goat. That's a Darren Rovell fact. He's a goat yeah. farmer against the uh, goat three rounds later. All right. Um, yeah. So the question for Dak Prescott then is: Is this a guy who, for the next fifteen years, is going to be a superstar quarterback, or was it just sort of a? Uh, I don't know if we want to call it luck or, or lightning in a bottle I mean, between this incredible offensive line and, you know, all these other weapons on the offense. You know, is, is this repeatable, basically? Uh, I, I mean, I think with Dak, yeah, I think he's a really – I think he's a special player. I think he's a great quarterback. He's got all the intangibles. Um, you know, I, I think with him – uh, the the biggest thing is obviously yeah that offensive line you had Zeke there last year for the whole season I think that really made things a lot easier for him I don't know if Dak is necessarily a superstar quarterback or is ever going to be I don't think he's ever going to be the best quarterback in the NFL uh, but I think he's going to be a very good quarterback for a long time because of that supporting cast that's around him and by the time that offensive line isn't what it is uh, you know Dak's going to be uh, if he's going to be a veteran in the league, he's going to have a lot more experience, uh, games under his belt. So, yeah, I think that Dak is definitely going to be able to keep it up. Um, I think it's going to be tougher this season just because of you know, everything else that's going on uh, with the Cowboys right now. But I still think he's going to be a very good quarterback and probably, uh, probably the best quarterback in the NFC East. Yeah, I don't know if you heard our, our Seahawks podcast from last Friday, but Akiva discussed MMQB did their uh, quarterback rankings, and they had Dak uh, in the bottom half of NFL starting quarterbacks. There's something about Dak. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if we can figure out what it was. It was the same thing that Russell Wilson has and yeah, uh, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> there was something about him. That- I, I saw. I saw that, and I couldn't believe it. I think I saw Akiva. I think Akiva, you tweeted about that, didn't you? And you were just yeah. saying, yeah, I'm still mad about yeah. it. Honestly, yeah, it's just the dumbest thing ever. It's like get out of here. I think someone in MMQB. He also said that Colin Kaepernick wouldn't even be a back, isn't good enough to be a backup in the NFL. I was like, come on, it's just that makes just sense. Stupid. Just I mean, he's not good enough to be a backup because he should be a starter. Exactly. <laughs> it's just stupidity. It's just what? How is he? How is Kellen Moore better than Colin Kaepernick? How is Scott Tolzien better than Colin Kaepernick? How is Blake Bortles better than Colin Kaepernick? I don't know, but anyway, different. It's just so funny because it's not like Peter King is a Trump supporter. You know, he's he's like a relatively <laughs> normal like woke guy. Yeah, I, well, I, he I, likes to think he is, but I, mean, I think yeah. he's so far ensconced in like NFL up their ass. Right, he just right. He, yes. Whatever, whatever, like the league people tell him. That's true. Yeah, what I would guess that Jerry was one of the uh, leading owners against uh, Kaepernick getting a job this off season. But well, oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, Jerry Jones will take one for the league because you know who was the who was the guy who signed Michael Sam. 
when the league when the league was looking horrible yeah. after the Rams cut him. That's it was true. Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jerry so, Jones. Yep. Again, yes, he he has one of the more conservative, uh, you know, fan base, especially if you get outside of Dallas. Um, but I don't I don't totally agree. Listen, if God forbid something happened to Dak tomorrow, uh, I don't think we don't. I don't want to do this with every team. But I, I like. You, is there a chance they could sign Kaepernick? I I think there would be a lot of backlash. Yeah, I, I if think, they did well, sign him, or if they didn't sign him. No, if like about him, about them signing him, like while they were like considering it, I think there'd be a lot of backlash. I don't think they'd sign him. Yeah, I think they call. I think they call. Uh, I think they call Tony. I think they say, "Hey, Jay Cutler <laughs> just left his TV job. Tony, you want to come back?" And then yeah. he'd, he'd well, and then he would he would get injured after two games, and then the Kaepernick thing would start. The difference the is, ball- we talked about this. Cutler was making four hundred fifty grand from Fox, but Roma's the number one guy, so he's making a couple million. It's much harder to get Roma to leave. That's true. The most annoying true. thing about Cutler's comeback to me, and if Romo does it, it'd be even more annoying, is on all my like charts, I officially made Cutler no longer an active player. So yeah. now I have to go back and like undo that in all my charts. Very relatable problem, dork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's uh, I don't, I, you, you can't even call that a first world problem because people in the first world don't ma- uh, don't waste their time with charts. Yeah. So, so I don't know which world that Jordan, is. Obviously, last year the Cowboys have this like historically great offensive line. And, you know, they suffer, I think, a retirement and, and a defection. So, like, do you think the line's still best in the league? Or are you worried about it at all? What's, your, what's the status of the O-line? Yeah, it's definitely something to worry about a little bit because, yeah, we, Doug Free retires and then Ronald Leary leaves and he signs in Denver. So uh, you're going to see some fresh faces on that offensive line this season. Lyle Collins, who was uh, undrafted because of the uh, draft controversy uh, a couple years ago, and they, they signed him. Uh, he's he's going to start this season after they thought he was going to start last year. So he's going to start in at right tackle, and they're going to have Jonathan Cooper and Chaz Green. They're kind of competing for the left guard spot. So that the left – the I'm not so worried about Lyle Collins, but yeah, that left guard spot with Cooper, who is, you know, he was a high draft pick. He was considered like the biggest guard prospect ever and basically flamed out immediately. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm concerned about him. Chaz Green, this other guy they have, he's not very good either. Uh, So the left guard spot is definitely a concern. Um, so, yeah, I don't think this is the best offensive line in the league anymore. I really don't because I, there weren't any holes last year, in my opinion. But now there are. There is at least one hole at that left right. guard spot. Plus, you got to so, stay healthy as you get plus older. Plus, you got to stay healthy. Tyron Smith has a lot of back issues. They don't have a lot of depth behind these guys. So if, if Zach Martin or Travis Frederick or Tyron Smith goes down, these guys are going to be in trouble. Whereas you look at somewhere like Tennessee, they've got a really nice young offensive line. Uh, the Oakland Raiders still have a very good offensive line. So I, I don't think Dallas – I think Dallas – still has one of the uh, best lines in the league, but I don't know if they're necessarily going to be as elite as they were a year ago. By the way, Chester, you talked about the Cowboys' luck. You know, what about Lael Collins, who was a clear first-round pick, just like, you know, them getting him essentially for free because of that insane, like, one day where people thought he was, like, a serial killer? Yeah, it was bad timing for him. And bad timing for him, <laughs> although I think long-term it paid off, but... The odds of it of that paying off were very slim. Um, yeah, the, the Cowboys like to fire guys who uh, are actually innocent but are confused for uh, <laughs> a, a criminal. What are you trying to say? The uh, Jordan, I'm kidding. We don't. Well, he's uh, he's already on the Jets, and unshockingly, he's already like out for the year. Um, the, Jordan, we don't talk too much about fantasy football on this podcast, but probably the most interesting question now, and I'm asking you because not only are you a Cowboys fan, but you have a fantasy football podcast, right? Ooh. Yes, I fantasy do. Thank you. Champions. Yes, that's uh, correct. What are you guys doing one, one a week right now? Yeah, we're just doing one a week right now. It's just just very very casual, but fun show. If anyone wants to check it out, get just some FYI, 
This is uh, this is actual football Canadians because Chester famously spent uh, one year in high school in in uh, Toronto, and I, of course, <laughs> oh. am a quarter. I'm a quarter Canadian because my grandfather's Canadian. So this okay, is also a go. Canadian football podcast. There um, we go. If I you want, you know, if you want to have other of us on, we are we are okay. true Canadians. Okay. Um, okay we'll let you anyway, know. <laughs> so obviously the question the question uh, I want to ask you is. It's you know this you know we had last year the big thing was Brady right like where do you draft Brady he's missing four games but he's going to come back he's going to be he's going to be Brady again uh, right. you know this year with Zeke he's missing eight games and, and then of course they have the bye so like six games six no eight eight games I thought six games well, he's back right, it's he's six back week eight. back in sorry. week eight six back games week eight. back in week eight sorry that's what makes me up. all right so what do you what would you personally recommend people doing for Zeke you know who was going super early but now is not going to play till week eight. Yeah, I think it's a huge, uh, huge risk to take him. I don't really think after, you know, paying close attention to this whole uh, the whole case and everything that's going on. I don't think this suspension is going to get reduced. I think the only thing you can hope for is that Zeke appeals. He he fails the appeal and then he takes this to, uh, you know, federal court like Tom Brady. And then the suspension gets pushed back to, uh, you know, the following season. Um, So I think that's really the only thing you're hoping. But if it stays at six games, I think. You know, I'd probably wait. I wouldn't take Zeke. and definitely would not take him in the first round of a fantasy draft. I probably wouldn't take him in the second round of a fantasy draft. But if you are somebody who has a high pick this year, if you have Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson on your team, uh, I would definitely consider taking him at the end of the second round there, the early third round, because if something happens where Zeke, uh, you know, the suspension gets pushed back, or even if it doesn't, and you can you can probably stay afloat, you can right, make you the playoffs in your running league. Backs. Yeah. yeah, with an amazing running back, you have a huge advantage with one of those guys, right? All you got to do is make the playoffs. Then if you make right. the playoffs, well, but some leagues, on but some leagues, yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? If you make yeah. the playoffs, you have yeah, Le'Veon you're Bell the, probably the favorite in your matchup. I you're agree. Probably the favorite, no matter what, all the way to the end. So I think the strategy is if you have David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell, one of those first two picks, you take Zeke at the end of the second round, and then you just. Try to stay afloat until the playoff playoff time. Maybe take Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris late in your draft, and you're, you're probably well on your way to a fantasy title this season. So that's well, that's what I would tell people to do. Uh, Chester and I, first of all, just to give us give you our, our CV of fantasy football, we had a 45 minute uh, like uh, Google Voice conversation yesterday, or whatever that's called, the Google Hangout, um, about a very like specific fab ruling in our. Um, in a, we're, we're, in a, we're in the League of Leagues, which is a football, fan, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, uh, with one draft. So, like, you know, same oh, 10 wow. teams in all three leagues. And I was uh, going to say, Jordan, you're talking all the snake draft, first round, second round. Like, nobody who listens to this podcast is in snake for fantasy football. No, except, 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 first of all, that's not true. Look at, look at you. But I was going to say, I was going to ask a similar no, question. Everybody's doing auction these days. I haven't done a snake draft since I was in high school. Chester, I mean, Chester is like the biggest fantasy football snob, Jordan, you've ever met in your life. <laughs> You bury the numbers because it's the numbers but are like about, okay, 98 percent snake, 2 percent auction. But all, but no, but that but ni- that includes 95 percent of that 98 percent are leagues where people draft and never show up again. Or like people like me who create fake leagues on ESPN for the purpose of like adjusting stats and things like that. <laughs> of active you, leagues. Do you like, actually do that because do you want to take that out of the podcast that you just admitted doing something? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> But Jordan, we literally had our, our our argument yesterday was about free agent auction budget and like of and like the idea to Chester that if someone was dropped on Thursday at noon, like when when you get your waivers through, yeah, 
Like the idea that that player now can't be picked up because they are on waivers, the drop player, like they can't be picked up for the Thursday games, was too much for a stupid head to even like fathom. And we literally had a 45-minute debate about what we should do about this because he's like, well, what about supplemental waivers? Don't you have – like he's, he's, he comes up with these fake concepts and then – and and then like literally, listen. I, it's, it, the people in his, the, the there, people in the league, there, he's the commissioner of calling the Fuhrer because he because <laughs> he is. I, I like I was just hanging out with a guy who's in his fantasy football league, and you could see the scars on his face when he's talking. Like Chester sends out like forty five thousand word uh, emails. When you want to join the league, you have to pass a test on the history of the of his fantasy football league. Like he's truly oh my like, wow, in, in, he's insane. And like so that's why he says. Au- auction like auctions are well, you know well, the and, only real no, way to and do it's it. It's okay, and you know what, Chester, I actually agree with you. Auctions are the way to do it. That's my favorite way to draft. I just was assuming most people do snake traps, so that's why I'm giving. Listen, the if, there. if you're still doing snake traps and you're listening to this podcast, we don't want you as a listener anymore. But so that's, not that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I don't want you as a listener. But, but how many? Because you're a fantasy football expert now. How many leagues are you in? Uh, so right now, I think I'm going to be in about. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Ten leagues, probably. That's a lot of leagues. That's a lot of yeah. leagues. Too much. Too much. Too much. And they're not could even on t- the same site. Could you have probably ten significant others? <laughs> could you have I mean, ten husbands or wives? You couldn't do it. No, that's that's true. Could. That's fair. You but some leagues bad. matter more. Than, some I mean, leagues matter more than Solomon others. Solomon had a thousand, but uh, yeah. But, see, but I, I, see, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna be my lover, I'm giving you 100 percent attention. Is my attitude. So that's fair. I, I don't yeah. like. Chester is a one league guy, although the league of leagues is is his mistress league. Um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in like four leagues now, but uh, it's difficult for me. Although Jordan and I are in one league. Uh, we're in the Rob has a uh, podcast yes. fantasy football league that's run by, you know, run by people who make Chester look like a kind and benevolent uh, leader. <laughs> I could yeah, do, I mean, I could do 10 hours on those. There, there's 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 dictatorships and there's dictatorships, right? Yeah. No, you're yes. a benevolent dictator. They're like, yeah. uh, they're like, uh, you know, pure uh, malice. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did send them like a long, angry email that like my schedule. They like the divisions matter in that league, and yeah. like whoever wins the division. And like I noticed that I'm not playing a single team in my division, which is insane if like divisions matter, right? And yeah. I had four home. And, I had four home and homes with people outside my division. So I'm like, you got to fix the schedule. But they actually did. And this was a three year fight, Jordan, that they didn't use fractional scoring. Which, oh my god! Yeah, even, that's just stupid. That's, and that's last crazy. year. Two two friends of the show, uh, uh, Jake Larson and Ari Gold, were in the qualifying league to make this championship, um, and they tied. That league, that they tied in a fantasy. Corrupt, by the way, they, they tied in a fantasy football league championship. The winner yeah, went to like crazy. the winner went to like uh, you know like I, they like whoever had more Twitter followers. I think was the winner. Like, it was, <laughs> what? like that was that was ESPN's tiebreaker. And I'm joking. The tiebreaker was oh, I think whoever yeah. did better. In, Whoever did better in the regular season. But it was just like – and I'd been begging them, like, see? So now they finally switched it to fractional scoring. So I'm good. like I'm, – I'm bringing – I'm a cha- you know, an agent for a good change in that league. You're a renaissance man, Akiva. We appreciate it. The people in the league do. I hate that. I, and, like, I'm like, hey, guys, there's, like, a person who's going to be on Survivor. And, again, this is a league for, like, people who, like, were on the show Survivor or, like, dorks like me and Jordan who just, like, talk about it. Um, and then <laughs> – and or Jordan, to be fair, Jordan is uh, technically a reality TV star, so he you're you're really one of them. Technically, but not really. Technically, <laughs> but not really. But let's be um, real. Canada doesn't count. <laughs> so so I, I uh, what's it called? So I'm like, hey, there's this person. She she was on reality TV, and also like we need a woman in the league, right? And they're like, yeah, I'd rather have like my dorky friend who doesn't know anything about the podcast or about Survivor, but like 
like okay and like uh <laughs> that's fine um so it's like it's really a uh, a dictatorship anyway enough about the stupid league let's talk about the cowboys defense uh you know eventually like sean lee's wheels are going to fall off and uh i was wondering what else like wh- who's emerging really as the star of the cowboys defense now uh, ooh, I, I, I don't know if this te- this defense does not have a star, Akiva. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's Taco pretty Charlton. bad. Taco, Taco is not, uh, he, he's a project. I think Taco's going to take some time. He is, he's looked fine. He's looked fine in some of these preseason games, but I don't think he's going to make a lot of an impact this season. I don't even know if he's going to start, to be honest. Um, so Taco, I don't really know if we can count on him. Out of these rookies, probably the biggest one that I'm looking out for to, to make to make an impact this year is Xavier Woods. Uh, he's a yep. safety out of Louisiana. Yeah, he's Texas. my favorite he's member of the New Day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, this one, he also he also plays football too now. Um, but uh, no, Xavier Woods. He's a uh, different Xavier Woods. He's six round pick out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, he was a really good player in college. He had 14 interceptions, five forced fumbles. He's passed three years. Uh, safety there. The thing, the knock on him is he's a little small. He's on the small side. But I think that you mm-hmm. know he looked good against the Rams. He was in that second preseason game. He was injured uh, yesterday against the Colts, so he couldn't play. Um, but I think he's a guy to look out for. I think Byron Jones. I guess he's probably the biggest staple on that defense. Uh, free safety. UConn but guy, right? Yep, UConn. Yep. So he, uh, I think he broke the record for the the uh, the long jump at the uh, or the broad jump or something at the combine a couple years ago. Um, but to be honest, this defense is really bad. I mean, they're they're going to really struggle, and I think that's why that's that's the biggest problem with this Cowboys team is that defense is very bad, and with losing Zeke for six games, I think that's gonna it's gonna be a lot more difficult to mask how bad the defense was a year ago. So. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a problem. I think, yeah, Sean Lee's always injured. They got Jalen Smith back, but he's still not 100%. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge question mark on that team. I also, yeah, so let's talk about the secondary for right, a second. I, yeah, um, I like the shout-out, by the way, Chester, in the secondary to Jordan Parhart because everyone knows, like, Canada, everything's OU and not just O. So they drafted a Jordan, a shout-out to Jordan Parhart, but it's an OU Jordan, yes, which makes no sense. Yes, it is. <laughs> Michigan, oh, baby. Jordan Lewis. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about the secondary. Um, you mentioned Xavier Woods. So basically, you have a completely new secondary. Brandon Carr out, Barry Church out, Morris Claiborne out, uh, uh, Xavier Woods in, uh, Chidobe Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, who Akiva just mentioned, Nolan Carroll. You know, to rely on that many young guys in the secondary is, um, you know, e- even a, even even great cornerbacks, for example, take a little bit of seasoning in the NFL. You also obviously have a much tougher schedule. Um, you know, a first place schedule having on thirteen and three last year. Yes, and so. It just it, it it seems like you know this isn't this isn't a defense. It's really going to have some problems. I think uh, when it plays a lot of good. You know, frankly, you have in the division, you have three uh, good passing offenses. Certainly, obviously, the Giants with with Odell Beckham Jr. and um, and Washington has you know eight thousand receivers and good tight end as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you look at the Giants. They've got Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard. They drafted this rookie tight end Evan Ingram, who's basically uh, a Jordan Reed clone. There's no way they're going to be able to cover all of those guys. When you play the Redskins, you have to worry about Terrell Pryor, Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed. They've got that uh, rookie receiver who, or sorry, second receiver now he missed all of last season, Josh Doxson, taken in the first round of 2016. So they're going to have trouble defending them. The Eagles, eh, not really so much. I mean, they've got well, they've got Alshon Jeffrey still, though, So and Zach Ertz is a fine tight end. So, yeah, they're going to struggle in the secondary everywhere. This defense is very, very, it's very questionable. It's going to definitely take some time for these guys. I think they have potential, but to put it all, to expect them to put it all together in year one, I think is a really, really big ask. 
So then what does that mean for this team and for their ceiling? I think this team is, is going to struggle this year. I really do. I don't think it's going to be uh, – I, I don't think it's going to be how it was a year ago. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, to be honest. I really don't. Wow. Yeah, wow. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they're going to be – Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I'm – I've always been kind of a, a, a pessimistic uh, Cowboys fan, but there's mm. a lot of holes on this team, and it's a good division. There's good well, teams. Well, Jordan, you're so young, but them. you never actually remember a good Cowboys team. No, I don't. I mean, the, the best Cowboys. consecutive playoff, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I've never seen them make the playoffs two years in a row, I don't believe. And even if they even if they did, it would have been like, uh, I don't know, like late two, 2000s, early like 2010s, and that was, you know, they'd lose in the first round most years. Um, but yeah, the la- the last like really good Cowboys team I guess I saw was well I guess they had this past year they were really good they were really good as well I believe it was in twenty yeah twenty fourteen when Romo was healthy Demarco Murray had all those yards Des Bryant they were really good that season the the Des the the catch year when they lost to Green Bay in the playoffs and then I guess like two thousand seven when they played the Giants and the Giants went on to to win the Super Bowl they were good that season but yeah there's never really been consistent uh winning seasons for me as a Cowboys fan so I'm just expecting regression this season they just don't have the depth yeah my hot take was going to be that I had the Cowboys going nine and seven this year I do not have them winning the division uh so I'm surprised to hear someone else a Cowboys fan no less with the same take Akiva what's your take on the Cowboys this year what was the over under nine and a half their over-under is exactly at nine right now, from what I That's see. That's honestly a little low. I mean, it's hard to go under. Like, again, to go over, you have to get ten. But I understand the regression. I think everyone agrees that regression is likely. But well, I, not most Cowboys fans. I mean, other than Jordan. No, I'm not uh, based on my fans. I mean, like, experts. Yeah. The, based on my – well, but I'm even talking about SB Nation and the bloggers on ESPN and, like, a lot of, like, professional mm-hmm. Cowboys fans. Yeah. In in my you know preview analysis of the thirty two teams, the two worst fan bases by far this year in terms of overhyping their teams, being unrealistic, being annoying, okay. are the Cowboys and the Titans. Yeah, I was going to say Cowboys fans all think this is going to Titans and the Bucks. I would have guessed Titans and the Bucks. The Bucks have to be there too. Um, yeah, but Cowboys so fans was in Jordan think they're going to the Super Bowl. Five, so they're going they're going seventeen. Yeah. They're going nineteen. No. Um, I yeah I agree that that uh, what's it called that it's very likely. That they will fall back to the mean, but we we hate we hate Eli, and we're lukewarm on the Giants and their coach. We'll we'll talk about uh, later on. I, I'm not. We're not sold on Peterson, and we're not totally sold on Wentz. Although I do think he definitely improves this year, and I feel like and we 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 both agree that Cousins maxed out his potential, and that's a team that probably won't do better than nine and seven. Someone's got to win the division. There are years where like all the NFC East teams go nine and seven, eight and eight. But even so, like, there's no reason why the Cowboys shouldn't win there. I would, I would say that nine is a stay away. I, I hate the, I hate the half, the non-half numbers and over under because it's so hard to go over them. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think they're going eight and eight. So I'd have them at nine and seven. I, I would say a yeah, push so stay away. I have them in our preseason power rankings. I had them seven. Akiva had them six. Uh, overall, uh, they're sixth. But part of that is just because it's hard. You know, they haven't done anything yet to justify moving them below a lot of teams. So even though I think both them and the Falcons are going to regress, I have them right now. I have them the highest in the division. But I have all four teams in that division going either eight and eight or nine yeah. and seven. The pretty ceiling much. is very high. Listen, if they're treading water in three and three or four and two, and Zeke comes back, and if Dak somehow improves over last year, and their line goes from all world to just like top five. There's no reason why they're not, you know, going to be a contender to win some playoff games. I think every team in this division has between like a 20 and 30 percent chance of winning the division. I think this is a real toss-up. Yeah, as might much be right. as any division in football. You might be right. Uh, All right, Jordan, Jordan, are you ready for America's favorite game? Uh, I was hoping <laughs> you would forget it. 
Uh, yeah, lay it on game. me, Akiva. Yes, zero okay, let's do it. Give me a number. Give me a number between zero and 100. Zero and 100. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, 14. Who is Sammy Seamster? Sammy Seamster? I have no yeah, idea who that is. I yeah, have no have idea who that is. <laughs> I mean, he's on the team roster. So. He's a cornerback from Middle Tennessee State. Uh, he allegedly has played before. Um, but it's okay that you don't know Sammy Seamster if you're saying he's probably not going to make the team. No, I, uh, I don't think Sammy Seamster will make this team. He's actually been in, in 2014. He was on the Dolphins, and he played a couple games. He played a game for the Bills, uh, and he was on the, the Saints, and he was not on any team last year. But maybe he's due, Sammy Seamster, for a big year. Maybe, maybe. You never know. But if you can't make the Saints defense last season, I don't good know point. if you should be Very on the NFL roster. Oh, not I even really last year, 15, so. which was like... Which yes, was like, yeah, yeah. Even, uh, truly that deplorable. Team, that, very, yes, deplorable is the perfect <laughs> word. <laughs> All right, so Jordan, one la- can we ask one last thing? Give, us, give our listeners a fantasy sleeper, please. A fantasy sleeper on the Cowboys? Or just no, in no, general? No. Anyone in the NFL. In all 32 teams. Oh. 31 teams. Don't don't make it a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, man. One sleeper, like, really? So we're thinking, like, because sleepers these days, like, there's... And by the way, it could be, no. Hey, listen, deep. if you think Le'Veon Bell's going to be the greatest player in NFL history this year, and he's going number one overall, that's just someone who's being undervalued. Okay, undervalued. Okay. Uh, I'll say uh, Martavis Bryant. He's my number one. I love Martavis Bryant. I think he's going to have an outstanding season. I think people are, you know, it's been a while since he's played a down in the NFL. I think he's, uh, the Steelers are playing a preseason game as we speak. But I just think Martavis Bryant is uh, off the charts talented. I think that Pittsburgh Steelers offense is just so good. And he's not, I think he can end up, in terms of just fantasy, I think he can end up being a, you know, top 10 guy potentially. He's got that ceiling, but he's going in like the fifth and sixth round in, in snake drafts, or he's going for, I don't know what he's going for in auctions, but uh, probably not enough. So Martavis Bryan is my guy this season. Can we also tell you, we, the 32 Fans podcast started a fantasy league, but we didn't want to make like a, we're in so many leagues, we wanted to make sort of like a low maintenance fun league. So we did, we're doing a 16 team draft. Where and Chester and I have our own league, so we're each in separate leagues that are identical. Where okay, all sixteen teams, everyone drafts two two NFL teams, and you just get the players from those teams. So if you have the first pick, you have the thirty second pick. You might have the Steelers at one and the Jets at thirty two, and if you go two, okay. you might have I don't know the Patriots at two and the Niners at thirty one. And yeah. um, but then the winners of both of our leagues play each other. Oh, okay, that's cool. I kind of like that. So yeah. Um, but we are opening up, I think, a third league if uh, if you're interested, uh, and it could okay, even be the Jordan. Yeah. The Jordan it could even be the Jordan Parr league if you want to, because we don't have, <laughs> we're not the commission. We're not joining a second league. I think that's cheating. Um, and I think that would become a Tri Wizard tournament because the winners of all three leagues would play in Week 17. Uh, that would be off book. Okay. The, uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, I was yeah, just telling you about know, our, fun, our fun, our uh, fun fantasy idea. Uh, and Jordan, give us one guy who's being overvalued, and then we'll let you go. One guy that's being overvalued in drafts. Oh yeah. man, that's uh, that's a tough one. Jeez, uh, I would probably. I'll tell you mine to... while you're thinking. I think Isaiah Crowell. Like people are assuming the Browns are like a real team. Yes, I think that's a really good one, Akiva. I think everybody's like, oh, Isaiah Crowell, third, fourth round. It's like, what? This guy's on the Browns. I mean, they're going to be behind in so many games. Yeah, right. Okay, he's the same guy who was going are... like in the eighth round last year, and like yeah, he's, like, and he's younger. exactly. He's no different, and I think the difference. Yeah, remember is- the year Peyton Hillis had a good year for the Browns, and the next year he was on the cover of Madden, and he went in the top <laughs> two or three rounds. Yeah, or that, by that, the way, that was terrible. The dorkiest thing ever is like that would be a good thirty for thirty, but I would like a thirty for thirty on like the rise in Peyton Hillis mania was like insanity. It was nuts for like six weeks. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he had something else going for him, which is why I think MMQB liked him so much. Mm, I get it. He was a brown. I get it. Or he was a brown. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, no, I think in terms of a, a person who's being overvalued this year, I guess I would probably... Uh, I think to be honest, I think just I think Isaiah Crowell is a good one, but I just think in general, running backs in general are really being overvalued. Like those mid-round running backs, I think people are really uh, expecting like, oh, last year so many running backs were so good, but they're forgetting like two years ago that everybody was going or the beginning of last year in drafts, everyone was saying, oh, let's draft. We're going zero RB is the strategy. We're not going to take any running backs. Just load yeah. up on wide receiver because running back is such a volatile position. So I would say, That's yeah, those mid-round strategy. running backs. Yeah, so mid-round running backs, guys like Isaiah. Crowell, Marshawn Lynch, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the rookies, but you know, somebody like uh, I don't know, like Spencer Ware. I don't like any of any of these mid-round running backs. I'm avoiding this year, so I, that's that's probably who I would stay away from. Nobody specific, but just the running back position in general. Just be wary that you're not overpaying in drafts. All right, Jordan, thanks so much for coming on. Always a delight to hear from you on a podcast. Uh, maybe we'll speak to you playoff time if uh, if things go well for the Cowboys. Uh, Chester, we have anything else? Well, Jordan, what's your Twitter handle? As if you need more yeah, followers. Yeah, it's uh, Jordan Parhar. Yeah, just Jordan Parhar, my name, if people want to follow me. And, yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun. Yeah, it was great All right, thanks, you, Jordan. Jordan. Thank you. A lot of fun. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.